portion and I have to speak this morning. After that, you don't want to say anything after that. You just want to ponder and behold just the beauty of the living God that is seated on a throne and has all authority in heaven and earth. And he saved our lives, right? He revealed himself to us and we believed upon him and he gave us his Holy Spirit to reside within us and give us new life. It's called being saved. Have you been saved? Does, does God's Spirit dwell within you? Does he, do you have his life within your heart? I do. And it's a free gift of grace that no man or woman could ever earn. The Bible says all of our own self-righteousness is a filthy garment before God. If I were to stand before God and say, hey God, I've got an A to Z list of all the good things I've done. Sign me up. Because he's holy and righteous and, and a God of perfect love, he couldn't sign me up. He'd have to hold off, <laughs> right? Because no man can come in his own self-righteousness. It's a free gift. And so it's Jesus. I'm nothing like you. And you are so beautiful and glorious. And if you've made me in your image and likeness, I want to be yours. If this is real, I want to be yours. I don't, I don't want to go my own way and live my own life. I don't want to just go to church and go to routine. That's boring, right? He'll save you. It's simple. Jesus. I'm nothing like you. Make me like you. Restore me. Heal me. Make me what I was meant to be from my mother's womb. Right? That's the prayer. Maybe that's for someone today. Real simple. Awesome. Well, we're going to continue teaching uh, the next couple of weeks. Again, we've spent the last couple of rounds talking about the church being corporate and cosmic. We're going to go into the gifts of the Spirit, and we're going to start in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, if you want to turn there. Again, this isn't preaching, this is teaching, so follow along, please, if you can, because this stuff's important, and for those who aren't here, um, you know, listen to this sermon online, if you are listening. Take heed to it. It's good. It's the Lord. And he's going to establish this local church family and more operation of the gifts. So I'm turning to 1 Corinthians slowly but surely. Okay. So the next couple of weeks we're going to unpack 1 Corinthians chapter 12 to 14. And before I even begin, it's it's really interesting if you study these three chapters you're going to see that it's kind of like a whoopie pie right okay yeah. you like that that one's for you yeah it's kind of like a whoopie pie yeah it's delicious so you got 12 and 14 and then you got the the mush in the middle right the love because the gifts that jesus has given to those who believe in him right are referred to as love gifts. That's what Paul is essentially saying. He starts teaching on gifts in chapter 12, and he takes this big break. And he says, 
Hold on, let me pause for a minute and tell you what this is all about before I go any further. Right? And that chapter 13 is all about love. That if we prophesy or speak in tongues, right? Or move in faith to move mountains. He says, hey, if to the Corinthian church that was rich in spiritual gifting, he says, if you're prophesying and you're seeing miracles and you're moving mountains and people are getting set free and you're, you're taking obstacles out of people's lives and you're seeing my power touch people's lives. He says, if you don't walk in love, he says, it profits you nothing. Amen. He says, you, you won't have reward for this because you're not walking in love. So all the gifts are love gifts. If we move in faith, prophecy, miracles, helps, administration, um, mercy, right, hospitality, all the gifts of the Holy Spirit that have been given to us, and we don't have love, it's dead religion. Right. It doesn't profit us anything. It's, it's profitless. So these are love gifts. It's all about love, quite literally, in everything that God does on earth. It's all about love. Okay. So now let's get to the pies, right? 1 Corinthians 12. We're just going to look at the first seven verses today, I think, and then we're going to breeze through the rest next week. So we're going to read the first seven verses here. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1. Paul says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. You know that when you were heathens, godless, unbelievers, didn't believe in Jesus, didn't care, right? Just lived your own life and spent your life on the things of this world. He said, when you were pagans, heathens, you were led astray to worship idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of ministries in the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. I'm going to read that again. To each one of us is given a manifestation of the Spirit, a gift of the Spirit, for the common good. That's a lot. So now let's, let's dissect this. To begin with, this is very helpful because if you just read this in your English translation, you're going to get robbed. Like for real completely robbed of the depth of what's being said here. So if you look at this in the Greek, which is really exciting, you'll comprehend it a lot more and you'll see the big picture of kind of what Paul's setting forth here. So I'm going to teach out of some Greek meanings of some of these words so that we can see what's happening here. So verse 1, Paul says, if you read it in English, he says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren... I do not want you to be unaware. Well, what he's really saying in Greek language, in the original text, 
the word gifts isn't there. It's not there. So really what he said is, now concerning the spiritual in the singular in the singular form of the word. And what he's speaking of is the spiritual realm. And I love what happened in this room this morning because this is exactly what Paul's talking about in verse 1. Literally, what just happened in this room this morning is all we're talking about today. Right? He's saying, now I want to talk to you about the spiritual realm of God, of Jesus, of the Holy Spirit. And he says, I want you to know that just as you were led by spirits, spiritual influence, when you didn't believe in Jesus, right? Because the Bible says when we're not in Christ, we're influenced by this world. And the Bible says the spirit of this world, right? There's spiritual influence over the planet because people don't believe in the God who made us, right? They're living against him. They're doing deeds and things that are, you know, offensive to him, grievous to him because he loves us. So he says, just as you were influenced by the spiritual realm when you didn't know Jesus, you're influenced by the spiritual realm while you do know Jesus. And in fact, you're influenced by the Holy Spirit, the true spirit. So when we come into Christ, we're then influenced by the Holy Spirit and we have access so what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, Paul says, hey, you all have access by the one spirit, right. the Holy Spirit. Right. And he says you have access to the Father. That's awesome. This prophetic word that Cale brought, the Father. We have access to God, to know him by the Holy Spirit. Right. And we have access to his realm. If you read Revelation chapter 4, you'll see his realm, right? He's the God of all creation, but he's seated on a throne far above the heavens and the earth, the Bible says, in the eternal realm, right? And he's worshipped day and night. Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father, right? And he gives gifts to us. It's amazing. So Paul's talking about the realm of the Spirit and that we have access to that realm by the Holy Spirit. So verse, we're going to skip down. I'm going to say one more note on that. So I want to get real practical. That's the intent of these teachings, okay? So don't get bored. Check in. Track with me. It's just 101s here. It's important. So this morning, you know, we have, we have a lot of good mornings here in this church family. We are so blessed, right? And I, I say that not boastfully about us, but I say that boasting in Jesus, who just has chosen to give lots of just his presence to us, right? He, he just blesses us. There's favor on us because we're hungry and we're weak and we know it, but that's okay. His grace is on us. We just say yes to him. He blesses us. But this morning was real special morning, real powerful. His presence. Maybe you haven't seen anything like that before. Maybe it kind of put some questions in you. This teaching today will answer some of those questions. So we weren't faking what we were doing, right? These are called gifts of the Spirit, where the Holy Spirit has given certain gifts to people 
and he uses those gifts to bless us together as a family, right? He's building up his church. He's edifying in love, building up his church. If you heard the word of the Lord come forth, even through Kale this morning, if you heard what was being said, it's all love. God inviting you, right? To know him, to walk with him, to be of good courage that he sees your life and he will deal with your problems. He'll set you free and put you to his service. So that was a gift of prophecy, right? So he gives these gifts to us so that we can access him, his nature, his presence, his power, right? Part of what I felt this morning is a word of knowledge, right? I felt for mental illness, for fatigue. So maybe I missed it, but I felt real certain that was the Lord. And so these gifts work by love and faith, the Bible says. So I'm responsible, number one, to walk in faith. So the gifts don't work because you got it all together. And it's, it's ABC, one, two, three. The gifts work because you're willing to take a step and walk on water, and you're humble enough to be wrong. And that's okay. Wrong isn't like, you know, you fail a test. And I wouldn't even really call it wrong. It's called growth. You have to step out in gifts to grow in gifts. Right. You don't just get the gift and it's just, you know, A plus every time. You have to step out and grow. Walk by faith, not by sight. So, you know, there was unction or activity of the Holy Spirit on Kale, on myself, on Wes, maybe others. But we have to step out in that. And God says in the Psalms, hey, you open your mouth, I'll fill it. That's faith. I've got to just begin. There's times I'm sitting in that chair. Maybe others can testify to this too. And you're, you're stirred by God to say something that would benefit all of us. But you don't step out because you're waiting for full understanding. Or I don't really understand this. Or... Is that it, Lord? Three words, God loves you? And you're waiting and waiting for 50 words and they don't come so you don't step up? Is this hitting a target in anyone? I'm sure it is, because it's real. It's all of our story. But it takes faith to step up. But these gifts give us access to his presence. So for instance, when Cale prophesied, this is what happens. If that word is from God, then the Holy Spirit will take that word and carry it into someone's heart and stir you, touch you. Maybe you'll feel his presence. Maybe you'll feel really warm or loved or maybe your heart's beating. And, or maybe you feel just struck like, oh, my God, like God knows me. And the word went like an arrow into your soul. That's a gift of the Holy Spirit. He carried that word. The reason he carried that word because it's his word. It wasn't Kale's word. It wasn't my word. Right? And so that's how, you know, verbal gifts work, is the Holy Spirit testifies or makes that word real to people in the room so they can receive it and have faith and feel loved and move forward in life. Right? The gifts bring freedom, opportunity. They invite us. There was lots of invitation here this morning. For people to respond and walk in some healing, receive a healing, 
walk in faith and freedom in your life and your destiny. So that's an example. I don't want to go too deep on breaking each gift down today. That's for next week. So verse 4. We'll look at verse 4 real quick. Paul says, There are varieties of gifts, ministries, and effects. Those three words. He said there's many, multiple gifts, ministries, and effects. And so here's what varieties means. Is there's, no, forgive me. Forgive me, hold on here. <laughs> I've got scribbles. There's my notes right there. Maybe someone can read my writing better than me. Kale, Kale has the gift of interpretation. He'll whisper my message in my ear, and then I'll say it. It's all scribbled out. He'd be like, under all that ink, it says. Okay. So varieties means distribution. That God has multiple distributions, right? Investments of ministries, gifts, and effects. Um, and the variety, uh, forgive me, the gifts of the Spirit are what is called grace gifts, grace endowments. And that's particular because you can't earn the gift, right? It's free. Everything in Jesus is free by faith, Amen. repentance and faith. You turn to Jesus and say yes to him. And it's all free. You can't earn it. Right? That's what the religious can't hear. Well, it's not free. And I'm good. And, you know, I earned this. And I've got a good standing with God because I do this and that and the other. It's not true. It's a free gift. So they are grace endowments to edify the church. Again, to build the church up. It's not for showmanship or mere personal enjoyment, right? I made a comment a couple of, uh, last week that that's one of the places we have gone off course in the American charismatic church, right? And there's multiple denominations who are charismatic, who believe God still speaks and touches people's lives and does miracles today. One of the places we've gone astray is thinking that uh, you know, the gifts aren't for today. And that if they are, they're just for our own personal enjoyment rather than truly for the other in love to build the church up. Okay. So that's gifts. Two is there's a variety of ministries, right? Which is active, spirit-empowered service guided by faith in God's persuasion. Here's what that means. So ministries could be just an example, and there's other ministries in the room, but I'm going to use Bangor House of Prayer. Yeah. Bangor House of Prayer is a ministry. So there's lots of gifts in the room, but there's ministries, and there's more ministries to come out of this community, right? Spirit-empowered service by faith in God's persuasion, meaning God offers the ministry. God persuaded you, moved on your heart over a period of time, 
and in different ways, and something's growing by faith in your heart. I feel called to something, and I don't know when it is, but I'm going to stay tracking with you, Lord, about this ministry, right? So there's more ministries to come out of this community. There's no doubt about it. There's so much gifting and ministry in this room today. So God's going to move on hearts, and already is, to call you to ministry, right? And the third thing is effects. There's a variety of effects by the Spirit. And it just means an operation, an energizing with results. And again, another example of that would be seeing fruit in people's lives because of the gifts and the ministries. Right? So gifts and ministries, if they're from God, are proven to be from God by the variety of effects. Right? What happens as a result of the word? Or the word that I brought, or Wesley, or what happens as a result of the ministry that you will be called to? Is there fruit? Are people coming to know Jesus? His love, his acceptance, his free forgiveness. Are people getting healed and set free? Are people getting trained and equipped in their gifts, strengthened, edified, right? So again, again, it's 101, gifts, ministries, and effects. Awesome. Let's look at verse 7 real quick here. We just touched verse 4, 5, and 6. Let's look at verse 7. We'll just uh, end with this verse, and I'll make a few comments. We'll pray and depart. Verse 7. So this is going to sound very similar for those of you who are in our Wednesday night study groups. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 is going to sound real familiar to Ephesians 4, 7. It's the same verse. Here's what it says. To each one of us, Step back for a minute. That means everyone breathing in this room. That means you. To each one of us is given the manifestation or the gift of the Spirit for the common good. Ephesians 4, right? When he ascended, he gave gifts. To men, to people, he gave gifts. When Jesus ascended in Acts chapter 1, right, to the right hand of the Father, and in Acts chapter 2, he gave all those gifts. He poured out his spirit and gave birth to the church. And then all of a sudden, there's a new humanity on the earth who have the Holy Spirit living in them and giving them access to God's realm. Right? We talked about this in verse 1. That's what happened in Acts 2. A new humanity was born. People who were mere humans and fleshly and dead in their sin became alive by the Spirit. God's Spirit dwelt in them and changed them from the inside out and gave them a new heart, the Bible says, a new conscience a new mind, a new way of living, right? And empowered them to live in a new life and express Jesus, right? 
because in Ephesians 4, you will see that the gifts that Jesus gave to the church and still gives to the church are his own gifts. It says each one of us has been given a gift according to the measure of Christ's gift. So every gift of the Spirit that Jesus expressed in his ministry is the gifts that we all express together. Right? And some of us have a gift of hospitality. You, if that's you, Bobby, Bobby has a major gift of hospitality. Listen, do you really believe, and I hope you do, you Bobby, but all of us, do you understand that that is literally an anointing of the Holy Spirit? Like that's not her being nice? Like because she's bored? She makes four boxes, 48 muffins that are to die for? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it edifies us all. But, but for real, and we're going to go deeper on this next week, but we're not just going to talk about prophecy, miracles, signs, and wonders, okay? We're going to talk about, like, especially the rest of the gifts of the Spirit that are neglected and completely underestimated. And that frustrates me personally as, as a leader in the church. Those are anointings of the Spirit that are on people's lives. And whether you believe it or not, you've got to believe it. Here's what the Bible says about the gift of hospitality. That when she moves in that and brings blessings and provisions like that, right? That there is edification that comes to the body. Right? It's not like the spout turns off because we're eating food. I'm breaking down a, a natural mindset here. I feel even by the Spirit, so I'm just going to stay on this for a minute. There's anointing on that. Right? It provides an opportunity and an atmosphere for deep relationship and dialogue. It's an anointing. And grace is provided in that. It really is. When, I, when we... When we congregate around the back table and we start digging into those muffins, whether we believe it or not, God says, hey, my spirit's on that. Enjoy it. Talk. Build a relationship. Love one another. Receive the gift she brought. Right? Because that's part of her reward is that we receive that with, with conversation. And as she sees that, she's edified and says, okay, it matters. My, my anointing and that way matters. It edifies the church. People are talking, laughing, joking, right? So I'm getting real here. This is how it works. The spiritual gifts aren't just spiritual. The spiritual gifts are translated into the earthly realm here in our everyday life. God is real. He's not just stoic, far off, and doing magic, right? It's not magic. It's supernatural. Super natural. Super natural. It's heaven and earth coming together in Christ. Right? That's Ephesians chapter 1. That in Christ, God is reconciling heaven and earth. He's bringing the two realms back together in Christ because the two realms were divorced when Adam and Eve ate the fruit of the tree and disobeyed God. All of a sudden, there was separation between heaven and earth. And so in Christ, because of gifts and the Holy Spirit living in you, now you're a new creation in Christ and you have access to both realms. 
Reconciliation is much more than people getting saved. Yeah. We talk about real reconciliation. We're talking about a realm we can't see by the natural eye having an outlet on the earth for your life. That's reconciliation. On the broad stroke, Ephesians 1, he brought the two realms back together. So there's a gift of hospitality, and the Holy Spirit is on that. It's for our common good, right? So when we eat those muffins, it's for our common good, that we would all share in something good, profitable, for our benefit, for our advantage, beneficial to us. So common good means to bring together, to be profitable, to unify in profitability and advantage. Really awesome. And, and when I thought about this common good translation in Greek language, what Paul is really saying, the first thing that hits me is hospitality, right? It unifies. It brings together. It provides an advantage to us relationally in our community growing as a family, not just people who go to church together, right? You, know, you, give, you give your bro the elbow once in a while, right? Hugs and love and muffins. Whoopie pies, relish. Where's oh. Marie? Marie's downstairs. Jars and jars of relish. Bring it on. Uh, okay, that's, that's about it. So we'll end with this for this week. Um, I want to point out one more thing because Paul points it out. Very important. So, again, one, two, three, gifts, ministries, effects. We already defined them. But here's what he says of each. He says there are varieties of gifts by the same Spirit. There are varieties of ministries by the same Lord. There are varieties of effects by the same God. So Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's just a snapshot of the Trinity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit working together. Right? That's why they gave gifts so we have access to God, who is three in one. Again, breaking it down, but Paul taught the Trinity at work in the gifts. Pretty amazing. Really, really amazing. Exciting. All right, so we'll end with this here. So in these first seven verses, here's what we want to take away. Five things. Number one, this is new to you. There is a spiritual realm. Whether you've known it or not, or understood it, doesn't matter. It's there. Whether you are a believer in Christ or not, it's there. And you are being influenced by one or the other all the time. Even as believers, we're being influenced by one or the other all the time. There's a spiritual realm. We talked about this in my first two sessions on the church being cosmic. That there's principalities, powers, and spiritual forces at work over the earth that have rebelled against God. And they're influencing the nations. They're influencing humanity especially influencing those who don't believe in Christ, right? With thought systems and belief systems and ideas and all kinds of stuff. But when we come into Christ, then we're influenced by our Father, our Heavenly Father. That's why it calls being born again. Nothing weird. It just means I believe in Christ, and now I'm God's child. 
and I have access to him. And I don't have to be influenced by the spiritual forces of darkness any longer. I can be free. That's what Kale was talking about this morning. You can be free from the spiritual forces of darkness and come into the light. Just like the Bible says, come out of darkness into light. So there is a spiritual realm, number one. Number two, there is a spirit leading you, right? Again, whether you know Jesus or not, doesn't matter. We're being influenced. And even as believers, we have to be careful to be growing in the Bible, in the truth, so that we're not influenced by the spiritual forces of darkness any longer. It's the truth that sets us free, right? That's what strongholds are in our minds, is we can come to Jesus and hold on to old ways of thinking and not get free for years because we're still holding on to that way of thinking. But if we get in here and we stay in community and we just grow, we get free. It happens. You get free. Number three, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit govern this realm, right? It's kind of like God's president of this realm. He rules over the spiritual realm. He has all authority in heaven. That's the spiritual realm. And on the earth, through his people, he has all authority. Number four, we have access to this realm by callings and gifts. I'm not going to talk about callings because Wesley's going to teach on callings um, when I'm done teaching on gifts. But through callings in Ephesians 4 and gifts in 1 Corinthians 12 and 14, right, we have access to this realm. God expresses his kingdom. That's why Jesus said, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. He said, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven through gifts callings through the church. And number five, to end with, accessing this realm is for our common good. And that's why it's so important. Because unless local churches are fully functioning in the gifts of the Spirit, and unless there's leaders to see gifting and calling, and there is, right here, to point that out and give place for it, Right? Which there's freedom here for you to step out in your gift. You know, I've seen many step out, but there's more to come. You know, let God use you. You're in a you're in a spiritual family here. This isn't some religious ceremony where you're bound to your chair. Right? There's no if you if you've looked, there's no seat belt on your chair. It's like locked, key and lock. So you can get up and if you've never shared something publicly before, like Kale, he's, he's shared, right? He's grown in this, you know? He's experienced in this, you know? He got up here and he had some, he was just stirred by the spirit up here. Wow. He got up here and he presented a word. And if you saw, you know, he had his eyes closed and just kind of moving around. He's just waiting on God is what he's doing. He's listening, waiting, because he wants to say what God's saying. Right? He wants to be used by God to benefit us, to edify us. So he, he steps out in that. But maybe you've never stepped out before. Maybe you're moved. I bet there's one or two in this room, and maybe some who aren't here today, who most Sundays have something from God. For all of us, but they don't step out. So if that's you, this is what we want going forward is 
come to me. Right here. That's where I sit every Sunday. Tap me on the shoulder. You're not interrupting me at all. I'll be excited if someone came to me and tapped me on the shoulder because I know that's someone stepping up. Okay? You know, Kale could tap me on the shoulder, but, you know, we, we, we know Kale. We've grown in a relationship with Kale. You know, he's, he's accurate. He's, he's grown in that. But if you've never done that, come tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, my heart's moved. I feel like I have something to say. And I'll say, what is it? And you'll say, right? And I'll say, go for it. Maybe one out of 25 times, I'd say, hey, hold on to that. Let's continue worshiping just for a bit and see where it fits in. Right? Don't be afraid of that. That, that doesn't mean no. It just means let's hold off a little here. That's all it means. So I'm expecting some taps on the shoulder because there's gifts here. Amen. Well, that's it. Let's pray. Amen. Lord, we thank you. We just thank you for your word. We thank you for the truth. We thank you for creating just a, a corporate paradigm in this room. God, that we would all be of the same mind, as the Bible says, a spirit of unity, so that we think alike, so that we run the same race together. We fight the same fight together. We weep together. We rejoice together. We minister together. Right, Kale and I ministered together this morning in that prophetic way, and others will minister together with hospitality. But Lord, raise up teamwork, raise up camaraderie, raise up deep fellowship and friendship in this body, Lord. We wanna run this race together there's no doubt in our minds right now, especially after this morning, that God is moving in this region, and he's going to release an outpouring of his spirit. He's going to pour out gifts and grace and destiny and calling. He's going to pour out his presence. He's going to heal people. He's going to deliver people. God, raise it up. Release gifts, ministries, and effects. Gifts, ministries, and effects effects, Lord. Pour it out. Pour it out, Holy Spirit. Pour it out. We want more. This morning was just a little tipping point. Like, you know, there were drops coming out on us for months and months. And this morning, it's like God, like, just poured it out. He tipped it more. And I was, I was weeping, just groaning on the floor. Like, I haven't, since like two years ago, I haven't had an encounter like that with the Lord where I'm just snotting in tears in his love. All I could see was the wounds of Jesus this morning. Right? If we want to move in the miraculous, we have to see the wounds of Christ. The wounds of Jesus that bring healing. The blood of Jesus that forgives all sin. Cleanses us from all unrighteousness. You, you can't put a sin before God. He can't take care of. There's no sin in your life too big for Jesus. His cross is bigger. His cross is bigger. And that's why you can't live in shame and anxiety and guilt, condemnation, self-hatred, loathing yourself. You can't stay there, guys, girls. You can't. I live there. I'm free from that. I don't live there anymore. He set me free. He set me free. But listen, Lord, just one more thing. Lord, that you would release Ephesians 1.17 this morning. I pray for this week. In the next week or two that there will be testimonies up here 
of people who had an encounter with Jesus that just messed them up in a good way. Like, oh my God, a snot and tears, and I saw Jesus in the depths of my soul. With the eyes of my heart, I saw this man, Jesus Christ, who is God, who died on a cross, who I know he loves me now because I didn't just hear it, I saw it. That's going to happen to some, some in this room. I saw Jesus' wounds for me, and I own them. They're mine, wounds. They, he gave them to me. He died for me to give me new life. So, Lord, release the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Release dreams and revelation in the night, in the day, going down the road, taking care of our children, staying home moms. God, visit their minds, their hearts. Fill them with your spirit. Use them to pray. 